my pet peeve when you're actually on hold with someone and instead of just letting you listen to the song, they like interrupt the song every 20 seconds to be like, please stay on the line. I'm we sure love some, you. I'm sure some like test at some point said that that was the right thing to do. Oh, it so. just makes me so unreasonably filled with rage. Hello and welcome back to Percy and Beyond, a bookish odyssey. This is our book club podcast in which we're reading the Percy Jackson series. I'm Will and I've never read Percy Jackson before. This is my first time. And I'm Beth and I have. This is my billion trillionth time. That's a lot of numbers. Mm -hmm. How are you feeling, Beth? Pretty good. How are you? I'm a bit croaky today. Yeah. But we, we make do and yeah. we carry on. The show must go on. What section have we been reading of the book this week, Beth? This week we've been reading chapters 9, 10 and 11. Of? Percy Jackson and the Sea of Monsters. Oh, it's a good one, this one. Mm, I like it. It's all got a bit dramatic in this section. The middle chapter is ridiculous, but we'll get there. You were making lots of noises when you read it. <laughs> like what? Just like, wah! Okay. <laughs> that sounds like me. Little laughs. And you also said stuff like, no, that's just ridiculous. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah, it, it was an interesting one. But I don't know, I feel like we're quite a long way through this book now. Yeah, there's only 20 chapters, so yeah. we're over halfway. And it feels like it's only just getting going, so I, know. I guess it's going to all kind of come to a head pretty quickly. We love it. So, chapter 9, what's chapter 9 called? Chapter 9 is called I Have the Worst Family Reunion Ever. And my summary is... Percy and Annabeth make some pretty poor decisions, despite Tyson voicing actually sensible plans and being helpful, which ends up with the trio meeting Luke and something else? Someone else? Then they throw a bear man at a family, just trying to have a blast in the pool and fly out of there to avoid the repercussions of that. Yeah, that's well done. That's a detailed take through of... Hmm. The, I think the uh, bottom line is, you know, ATT, always trust Titan. ATT. Because he knows, he knows yeah. what's up. Tell us what you thought, William. Well, so it's all, they're on the ship. I think at the end of the last one, we'd just discovered that Luke was there. And we'd heard him doing a little villain monologue, explaining his whole plan and where he was headed to. Mm-hmm. So the three of them decide to sneak up to the Admiralty suite on the ship to see what Luke is up to. Well, I say the three of them. So Tyson votes that, because one of the options was that no one should go. Either Tyson's we all like, went together or nobody went. Tyson's like, yes, no one. Yeah. <laughs> no one should go. This is what I mean, voicing sensible plans. <laughs> I also like how the discussion was, should one person go invisibly, three people go visibly, <laughs> or no one? And the option should be like, sensibly no one then one invisible person and then like the worst plan is that they all go and no one's invisible and that's what they choose yeah well what did you expect they are children yeah yeah i was gonna say under cyclops but he's the most childish of the lot he's a baby so they sneak up to the admiralty suite they have to hide as two people come past and one of the guys says there's just checking i heard this right there was an ethiopian dragon in the hold yes okay cool yes (laughs) Annabeth squeezes Percy as if to say that he should recognise one of these people's voices. Mm. And then we find out it was Chris Rodriguez from Cabin 11, who's one of the undetermined yep. half-blood people that's stuck in Hermes' cabin and he wasn't at camp this year. Yeah. So that's a bit strange. What's he doing there? Not really kind of come back to that, but there's just more... I guess it's more people coming round to the, to the dark side. Uh-oh. Percy also gets his spidey senses of the presence of evil whenever he gets near Luke. 
They see a group of monsters down the bottom of the ships, like in the shopping mall bit down the bottom, which included a dozen lace dragonian giants, two hellhounds, and some dragon women called Scythi and Dracaena. Yeah. Am I meant to know who they are? No. Okay, cool. They stop little mythology Easter Just eggs. Little Easter eggs. That's nice. They stop at some double oak doors and Tyson hears voices inside and then this bit's hilarious. <laughs> it's, it just makes me think of that scene in um, Lilo and Stitch where mm-hmm. Stitch puts his finger on the record player and opens his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and the sound comes out. That's what I imagine Tyson doing in this moment. He just like opens his mouth and like you can hear Luke and, and the other guy's voices from through the room. That sounds cute. Uh, I think it's actually meant to be a bit more unsettling than that. Oh, really? Well, the, like, whole... Yeah, we'll get there. Okay. Tyson amplifies the voices inside the room. Luke and the others seem to be discussing whether Chiron has gone for good. Say things like, they can't trust him, not with the skeletons in his closet. Mm. Interesting. What's Chiron hiding? He's half horse. Oh, God. How did that get out? The poisoning of the tree was the final straw. Hmm. Well. Well, that's what we thought anyway, wasn't it? Yeah. Annabeth doesn't like Tyson's new skill. (laughs) No, she interrupts to tell him to stop it. He says he's just listening. Just yeah. listening. And then Tyson goes just back. Just listening. Little baby Tyson's just listening. Poor Tyson. And then what does he hear when he goes back to it? It's like that scene in series four of Doctor Who in the first episode, Partners in Crime, when Catherine Tate first comes back, where the two of them see each other for the first time across the room and they're kind of communicating through the windows. It just goes on for a while, and eventually they turn, and the guys in the room are like, are we interrupting you? <laughs> um, that's kind of what's happening here. Yeah. You know, they're both discussing how weird it is that Tyson can do that, and then they look back in, and they're like, there's people outside. Yeah. <laughs> I can hear them. They've yeah. been chatting about some cyclops. <laughs> anyway, so they burst right out on them, and Luke says, well, if it isn't my two favourite cousins, come right in. Hello, Luke. They go to the room. There's a big golden sarcophagus in the back of the room. Kind of random. And Luke's had a haircut. He's got business casual, hasn't he? He's got business casual. I think he's giving kind of cult leader or former military. It's like somewhere between the two. (laughs) What does it say? Instead of Bermuda shorts and a t-shirt, he wore a button-down shirt, khaki trousers and leather loafers. He'd clipped his unruly hair short. He looked like an evil male model, showing off what the fashionable (laughs) college-age villain was wearing to Harvard this year. (laughs) He's got a buzz cut. Yeah. And he's still got Backbiter, his scary half-bronze, half-steel sword. Mm-hmm. Luke introduces his assistants as Augrius and Aureus, Aureus? Yeah. Who are bear people. Yes. Because Aphrodite bewitched their mother to fall in love with a bear. Yes. Which we got Classic a God bit behavior. of a look into the story of. Just sounded hilarious and random. Yeah. Percy is quite nervous about the whole thing. Yeah, he sort of imagined himself being a bit more heroic, didn't he? And yeah. like challenging Luke to a duel, and now that he's here, he's like... <laughs> Oh boy. Aureus laughs madly and the others tell him to shut up and punish himself so he goes and hits his head on the stool like Dobby. Yeah. Bad Aureus. Bad Aureus. Bad. Luke tries making small talk but Percy's all like you poisoned Thalia's tree. <laughs> ah. and Luke admits poisoning it so it was Luke. He's like so what? And Annabeth gets real mad. Oh boy. Luke says he didn't dishonour her Thalia. The gods did. And that if she was alive, she'd be on his side. And then they have a whole row, don't they, back and forth. I bet no, she wouldn't. Like this. Yes, she would. No, she wouldn't. Oh, gosh. This, yeah, this is the wrong thing to say. Thalia must have been... We were stirring up some trauma here. Yeah. <laughs> pretty big, pretty big like role model to both of them. If they're yeah. arguing that she'd want to hang out with both of them. Luke asks Annabeth to join him. 
We could use your intelligence, Annabeth, he says. Mm. She says, because you have none of your own. Well, hey, hey. sick burn. Oh, she's so great. <laughs> Luke says that Half-Blood Hill will be overrun with monsters within a month and that any surviving heroes will be forced to join him. Or hunted to extinction. Or hunted, yeah, that's the other option. <laughs> <laughs> Which would you choose? Um, flip a coin. Yeah. Luke tries again with Annabeth, saying she deserves better company. Travelling with a cyclops? Yeesh. Talk about dishonouring Thalia's memory. Ooh. Ooh, that really hits a nerve, doesn't Ooh. it? Ooh, and also that's the first little hint we get at what Annabeth's issue with Tyson is. Yep. I was suddenly like, oh, did a cyclops kill her then? Interesting. Mm. Still don't think we've actually found out by the end of this section. I think we're kind of getting towards it. Yeah, it's just like her backstory with her dad. You have to sort of fight your way through the chapters yeah. to get to that. Annabeth don't like saying what's going on. Well, can you blame her? A little bit, yeah. Oh. It's kind of irritating sometimes. She's 12 years old. Annabeth is quite upset at this point. Percy says to leave Tyson out of this. Leave Tyson out of this. Leave Tyson out of this. Luke knows Poseidon claimed Tyson, he knows Percy's plan with the fleece, and he knows the coordinates. Ooh. Crazy. Well, how, how does he know that? A very prolific spy. He's got spies at camp, mm. but like, who is that? Ooh. What's going on there? And why is it Mr. D? <laughs> oh, you think it is? I don't know. I just, I just don't like him. He's just the worst. He wants to end the camp. He's rubbish, annoying, also tantalous. tantalous the two of them the together, worst. in fact. Tweedledum and Tweedled worse. Which one's worse? Both. Oh quick to answer that yeah okay do you have any idea what's in store for you if you reach your 16th birthday has Chiron even told you the prophecy I'm sorry what oh that's a bit foreboding well so yeah. this, this is the we knew okay so we knew about the prophecy yes we didn't know any of the content we knew it was some some of it was about Percy yeah this is the first we've heard of it and it's from Luke he uh, knows I'm which starting buttons to, to push doesn't yeah, he he certainly does and I'm also starting to rest my case about some of the main players in this story being really bad at just telling people anything. Yeah. I know Kyron's like, not allowed to because of the gods. Or yeah, whatever. but why does Luke know? Because Luke's got spies everywhere. Yeah, but why do the spies know? Cause why does Annabeth know? Everyone knows but Percy. They all had a little meeting yeah. and it was called Don't Tell Percy Jackson About This Meeting. Yeah. And they all went in there and they all laughed at how much they knew and Percy didn't know. Ha ha ha. <laughs> what a fool Percy is. It's likely <laughs> better <laughs> if he's ignorant. And right on cue, Percy is not a fool. And oh. then Tyson charges Luke. But uh, the Bear Twins manage to intercept him. And so then Percy tries a new tactic with Luke. I just want to go back oh, go to on. quickly. Yeah. Luke calls Percy a fool. And it, before Tyson rushes Luke, he just smashes a chair next oh. to him. Tyson smashes the nearest dining chair to splinters. <laughs> Percy is not a fool. Just like the idea that he's just standing really calmly. Percy's insulted and he's just like... Ah! Tyson once again is just the best thing about this whole section. Yeah. Yeah. So Percy tries a new tactic by telling Luke that his father sent them. That is the button to push with Luke, it seems. Yeah, you're right. This oh. makes Luke very angry. He says, "Don't even mention him." He says he wants to destroy Olympus, and every time a half blood joins them, they grow stronger. He grows stronger and points to the sarcophagus. And then Percy does some quick maths. Ooh, that Tooting Car Moon coming back. Whoa. Apparently, it contains Kronos reforming, or his life force anyway, which they're collecting out of the pit. <laughs> and Annabeth's like, That's disgusting, she <laughs> says. And then Luke, straight back with her, says, Your mother was born from Zeus's split skull, Annabeth. I wouldn't talk. Yeah, uh, he's got a point. And that's just as a comeback from her, Sassy, come back to these two. I think um. they're. 
there's some unresolved tension between Luke and Annabeth. There is. And it's because Annabeth used to fancy Luke. Yes. And then Luke turned out to be a bad egg. Yes. And now they're just frustrated. I don't know if he used to fancy Luke as... Um, oh, she thinks she still fancies the correct him. correct tense. Oh, my gosh. Emotions are complicated. You think there's like a complicated... She wants to save him. ...tension going on there. She That's won't. why the room's so hot. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And Percy's there like, oh. Guys. <laughs> Can you... Tyson's just smashing stuff. Yeah. But Annabeth um, was also born from her mother's divine thoughts. Yeah, but didn't Athena, like, quite literally, like, smash Zeus's skull open or something to get out? Someone smashed, depending oh, on the okay. story. Yeah, fine. They're basically going to piece together a new body for Kronos, like in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. You know, blood of the enemy unwillingly taken. <laughs> I know, I keep seeing the Harry Potter parallels. This whole podcast at this point. Luke says they have sponsors rich enough to buy them this cruise ship and offers them all wealth, power, and fame if Either they deal. join him. They don't go for the deal. Oh, I think they're silly, not even considerate. Yeah. He's offering a pretty good life, actually. Yeah. If something sounds too good to be true. Yeah, I suppose. Anyway, so they don't go for it. Then Luke calls security and says it's time to feed the Ethiopian dragon. Orgris wants to go with Aria, says, Let me go too, my brother is worthless. They're so mean to him. Yeah. What's going on there? Poor boy. Luke says he has no... Th- uh, he can't, basically. He has things to discuss with him. Uh, separately, the Bear Twins might not be a match for Tyson's strength, like they were when they were together. Yes. Which proves to be true when Tyson smacks Aureus 30 foot back into the pool. Cue the family, we are not having a blast in the pool. We are not having a blast in the pool! Uh, one of the guards hits the alarm and... The three managed to get the cover off one of the lifeboats, but the monsters and security are swarming onto the deck at this point. So Percy cuts the rope, and we end the chapter with them free-falling towards the ocean. Yeah. Do you have anything else on this chapter? All my notes. Wow, cool. Dramatic. Yeah. It's all kicking off. It's become a bit of like a heist escape the cruise ship <laughs> yeah. vibe. You would have thought they'd run off with the sarcophagus as well. Be like... <laughs> Just like little pieces of Kronos in the... They could mm. scatter him in the sea. It's interesting that Annabeth says that's disgusting. Mm. I guess it's like little goop, like Kronos goop. Uh, right, chapter 10. What's chapter 10 called, Bethany? We hitch a ride with dead confederates. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm, I did a double take when I saw yeah. that chapter title. I was just like, how are we getting there? <laughs> so, my chapter summary is, Annabeth rediscovers some memories. Percy is jealous of her hard childhood bonding time with Luke. Tyson magics up a donut shop in the wilderness because he always delivers. It's fantastic. And the trio are then saved from a hydra by a badass Lady Clarice on her ironclad. Yeah. Awesome. This chapter does keep delivering <laughs> and also keeps giving the curveballs. So my first comment uh, in my notes is Annabeth's hair is flying straight up like a torch. <laughs> <laughs> straight That's they're falling. They're really going fast. <laughs> Tyson then gets the thermos out. Mm-hmm. From Hermes, but he turns it a little bit and some wind blows them sideways because it calls the four winds, right? That's yep. the whole thing. Which means that they hit the ocean at 45 degrees rather than straight down. Yep. Why? So that they could get moving. Otherwise, they're just going to be a dead boat in the water below the cruise ship of monsters with arrows and javelins and other projectiles. Okay, cool. That, that kind of makes sense, I guess. Mm, they got to go. So they race over the sea and try to send on an iris message to Chiron. Yeah. They get a bad connection to him, and also <laughs> it seems like Chiron's like in the club. <laughs> Where else would he be? I'm not quite sure what's going on there. There's like strobe lighting and rock music, 
and it just we can't it's like when you're on the phone in the nightclub and you can't i can't hear it just come in through the door and then you're like i'm in the queue i can't and we get uh percy you have to watch out for curse my relatives if you do get the fleece and then someone else says yeah baby woohoo yeah baby and then someone said then, then Kyron yells miami and that's pretty much the whole call yeah what what's going on there Kyron's obviously enjoying his retirement <laughs> Yeah. So, um, they approach the shoreline in Virginia Beach. Chesapeake Bay! Yeah. <laughs> the Hamilton references are strong with this chapter. It's, well, it's Marika, isn't it? Mm. Uh, Annabeth wonders how the cruise ship travelled so far overnight. 539 nautical miles, as he says. But he doesn't know how he knows that. Weird. Then he knows their exact position coordinates, too. Wow. We basically find out this is all because of his dad. He has perfect bearings when he's at sea. What are the chances? Tyson says, other boat is coming. Yes. Mm. Tyson's like, all right, enough of you. And it's the Coast Guard. Yeah. Uh, they decide to flee it to avoid questions. And, you know, that's definitely the right choice and won't backfire at all. Yeah. You know, whenever you're at sea in a boat and you see the Coast Guard coming towards you, you're like, put your foot down. Yeah. Let's get out of Open here. Open the flask. <laughs> as soon as they move into fresh water of the river, uh, Percy gets tired. So it really is the kind of salt, salt throne that is empowering him. Mm. What is dead may never die. What is dead may never die. Yeah. They beach the boat by, is it by a cypress tree? Did I get that right? A giant cypress. Yes. Okay, they beach the boat by a cypress tree in a swamp <laughs> and sort of cover it up. And Annabeth is like, come on, it's just down the bank. And everyone's like, what? How? We're literally in a swamp in the middle of nowhere. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Tyson says, not a good place. Tyson always knows. Yeah knew if they just listened to him anyway they get into a camouflage shelter which is full of demigod provisions which is very convenient isn't it annabeth says it's a half-blood hideout nice uh, which she made with thalia and luke oh and we're getting a lot of flashback to the traumatic backstory yeah. of luke mm-hmm. annabeth and thalia now aren't we yep. percy feels quite jealous thinking about all the time she spent with them not quite sure why and what's going on there complicated emotions yeah. i think being a teenager Oh, they went through such a hard time together and they have all these memories and... And now Luke is the worst. Yeah. And Annabeth is... Oh, I'm not sure about what I feel about Annabeth. Conflicted. Yes. Oh, coming of age. <laughs> anyway, the three of them are in this little hideout. Percy can see that Annabeth is like a bit upset and mm-hmm. wants to talk to her. Maybe about Tyson and the Cyclops thing because he heard that comment earlier. So what he does is he finds an excuse to send Tyson out and he sends him out to look for snacks and maybe some donuts or something so he can get some alone time with Annabeth. Mm-hmm. Tyson, who's just amazing, says, powdered donuts. I will look for powdered donuts in the wilderness. And then he just wanders out and you can just hear him going, here, donuts. <laughs> so awesome. He's li- he is. He's just, he's just the best little Cyclops ever. Mm-hmm. He's the purest. Annabeth says Luke let them go too easily, which is good observation, actually, and it's not something I'd considered at that point. Yeah, it's kind of like, well, why not send both bear boys? Yeah, and thinks that when he was talking about a gamble and taking the bait, he was talking about them. Yeah. But they're not sure whether the bait perhaps meant the fleece or Grover or personal theory something else. Ooh. Yeah, what do you think is going on? Because Luke did... Just throwing it back quickly to the first chapter we read, Luke did say some stuff that Tyson relayed that mm. you didn't bring up. Oh, go on. Luke said something along the lines of, like, like Tyson cuts in here, the prophecy ourselves, the fools won't know which way to turn. 
and then they start talking about Chiron and not being able to trust him. But it was just those like two sentences that you didn't mention. Doesn't mean anything to me. Fair enough. Something about the prophecy. They want to hear it. It's like Harry Potter, right? Oh my god, it's gonna. They're gonna. Sirius oh Black's god. gonna die. <laughs> That's how it's gonna end. All the. Oh my gosh, it is. It's Order of the Phoenix. All the dreams aren't real, and it's all bait to get them to go to this island where Polyphemus. Oh my god, he's literally. If he's literally lifted Harry Potter in the Order of the Phoenix wholesale, that would be hilarious. Okay, that's a possibility. Okay. There are dreams, you know. Oh my god, it, is Percy gonna have to go and study Occlumency or whatever it is with Snape in the dungeon What's at so night? That Kronos can't get into his mind. Yeah, ugh, that's the worst. It's invasive, you know. <laughs> We've got well off track. <laughs> Let's go back to Luke letting him go too easily. Right, yeah, and whether they take the bait. Yeah. And that's really upset about the tree. And about Luke saying Thalia would be on his side. Mm-hmm. Percy's like, oh, why, uh, why, is he just, he's, he's just some stupid guy. Like, why are you upset, Annabeth? Don't be upset. Have you tried not being upset? <laughs> and then we get Annabeth saying that Percy is really like Thalia, mm. actually. They're very similar. They would have been best friends or they would have strangled each other. Yeah. And if she uses that to explain that Luke is wrong about her. Yeah, because she asks Percy, you know, Thalia got grumpy at her dad sometimes and so do you would you side against the gods and Percy says no and she's like great well then neither would Thalia yeah that's that and then Percy pushes on the Cyclops comment that Luke made mm. Annabeth says you can never trust a Cyclops oof yeah poor Tyson six years ago when Grover was leading us to Half-Blood Hill and then Tyson bursts in and interrupts yeah and proudly says powdered donuts he and pulls them. up a pastry box and I lost my mind. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. You might have even heard me exclaiming. This was the moment. You had to go uh, back. Right. And listen to it again? No. Okay. No, that's, the, that's, that that's the bit in just a second. No. Okay. no, this is the bit where I was like, oh, I think I just kept laughing. <laughs> I was just like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Tyson says there's a monster donut shop just over the hill. <laughs> Classic. Brilliant. I'm sorry, what? Well, at least the book addresses this. In, in a kind of bonkers way. Annabeth says, this is bad. This shouldn't be here. It's wrong. Percy's, like, not so worried. He's the thing's dying. Donut shops aren't real high on his list of sinister forces. Yeah. <laughs> Tyson just starts going at the donuts. He's like, I want to yeah. got these, like, mm, well, yum. He's stressy, so Annabeth's tone is making him nervous. That's fair. Haven't you ever wondered how franchise stores pop up so fast? Annabeth says, I'm sorry, this bit. Oh, this bit I wasn't sure about. This was a bit bit much for me. This is the bit where I was like, I had to go back. And oh, okay. when she explained this, I was like, I'm sorry. Really? <laughs> really? We're going to try and do this again? We're going to try and do this again, Rick? Then we're not going to just let, let it go? It's just uh, a bit of fun. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so apparently some chains multiply so fast because they're linked to the life force of a monster. And some children of Hermes figured out how to do it in the 1950s. They breed, and then she freezes. Everyone keeps getting... Well, no, it's mainly Annabeth keeps getting interrupted in the middle of her thoughts in this chapter. No sudden moves. Very slowly turn around. Percy sees a rhino-sized thing with at least seven necks hissing and moving through the trees. Oh, my God. I've written, this is probably a hydra. Spoiler, it was a hydra. It's wearing a bib that says, I'm a monster donut kid. Oh, well, at least it's neat. Nothing worse than a kid that's got, like... Food, down it. Starting to love how the monsters have their own little like parallel society <laughs> where they just have their own shops and yeah. they're just like living their lives, just minding their own business, and people come stumbling in. And the Hydra's ripping apart one of their duffel bags and following their scent. 
Tyson is scared, steps back and accidentally snaps a twig. Classic. All the heads turn and look at them. <laughs> and so then they all scatter and it spits acid at them. So that's good. Mm. Yeah, it's a poison type. Um, it's a Pokemon, is it? Oh, I was just thinking of like... Oh, they're different. Are they fire hydras and water hydras? Fire hydrant. That's something else. How do you kill a hydra? Kill it with fire. I was trying to think of funny, something funny to say. It just didn't come. Kill it with fire. Kill it with fire, yeah. Right, so it spits acid and a whole tree disintegrates and topples towards Tyson but ends up hitting the Hydra. Percy manages to draw its attention with Riptide and then cuts one of the heads off because he forgot everything he read at school. Freaks out. And of course, two grow back. Good job, Percy. Yeah. Percy, you just opened another monster donut shop somewhere. God's sake, Percy. And, and I'm kind of losing track of how this works. Yeah, <laughs> Annabeth says they have to use fire to kill it. Percy remembers that's what Heracles had done. Mm -hmm. Interesting point here. Has this book switched to... Okay, Heracles from Hercules. Because I'm pretty sure it was Hercules in the last book. I'm pretty sure it was too. Okay. Heracles is the Greek version. Yeah, no, I, I'm just interested. Yeah. At the inconsistency. Maybe we just read it wrong in the last book. No, I'm pretty sure. Anyway, Tyson gets between the Hydra and Annabeth and starts playing whack-a-bowl with the heads. Yeah. And then they hear... <laughs> As if this whole scene with a hydra at a donut shop in a swamp in the wilderness was, wasn't bonkers enough. They then hear a steam engine and a familiar voice from the river says, There, prepare the 32-pounder. <laughs> <laughs> They're too close, my lady. We get fire at will, Captain. She says, damn the heroes. And the three dive to the ground just in time and boom, the hydra explodes. Awesome. A strange ship is riding low in the water towards them down the river, lined with zombies of dead soldiers. It's an ironclad Civil War battle cruiser called the CSS Birmingham. Mm -hmm. And standing aboard is Clarice. <gasps> she says, losers. Losers. But I suppose I have to rescue you. Come what aboard. is that chapter? Amazing. It's brilliant. Bonkers. Do you have anything else for that chapter? No, that's it. This feels like one of those chapters which is just like, has all the hallmarks of, of this series so far. <laughs> and it's like bonkers nature. Yeah. And it takes things to a bit of extremes. It's a lot of fun. Some of it's a bit ridiculous. I enjoy it. I don't think that I can really see it as bonkers as you do because I know what happens. Yeah. So I'm always expecting it. And <laughs> when I read it as a kid, I was just like, that makes sense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool. Tyson goes out and looks for donuts and two minutes later comes back with them. <gasps> I was like, what? We were living in a wacky world, William. Yeah. yeah. The, the swamp monster donut shop. Yeah. Of course. I kind of want a, a, a t-shirt that says, I'm a monster donut baby. Kid. Kid, whatever it is. I'm sure they exist. I bet they do. What is chapter 11 called, Bethany? Chapter 11 is called Clarice Blows Up Everything. You had a problem with this chapter title, didn't you? No, I just think it should be Clarice Blows Everything Up. Yeah, but you feel quite strongly about it. No, I don't really care. Okay. What? Why? I don't know. You just, when you mentioned it to me, you sounded like you had a strength of feeling I'm behind like it. tired. Yes. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> what happens in the chapter which is titled Clarice Blows Up Everything? Um, right. Do we need to even do a summary? <laughs> Clarice Blows Up Everything. Percy dreams some actually useful information up about what they're going to face when they find Grover. Clarice has all the idea but not the gear to get past... Ooh. I know, I like that. Nice. To get past Scylla. Scylla? Scylla. I think. And Chubbidis. I think it's... Charybdis or Charybdis. Charyb it's like Chiron, right? Scylla and Charybdis is what I'm saying. I read it as a child as Charybdis. One day, as I make my notes, I'm like, I should look up how to pronounce this word before <laughs> I do the podcast. And then as soon as I've written the word down, 
my brain's just like, don't know what that thought was, but it obviously wasn't important or relevant. Beat <laughs> it. And then I get to the podcast and I'm like, damn, I should just do like a tiny bit of research and then we won't have to do this every time. Anyway, yes. Clarice has all the idea, but not the gear to get past Scylla and Carbidis. And our boy Tyson pulls through again to save them. And then our hero goes down with the ship. Well, it's, it's very ambiguous, I think, mm. the ending. You don't seem to think so, and I'm, which is worrying me, because you know more than I do. But, um, I'm going to try not to... We will, we'll get there. So, Clarice gives them a tour of the ship. You are in so much trouble, she says. Mm, she's loving it, isn't she? Yeah, she does. There are cannons fitted to fire celestial bronze cannonballs, which is cool, mm -hmm. and Confederate sailors, who were sort of zombies, all over the ship. And they like Annabeth because she's from Virginia. I'm from Virginia, so watch your mouth. <laughs> and they initially like Percy because his surname is Jackson, but then he ruins it by saying he's from New York. <laughs> Tyson is terrified of the zombies and insists on holding onto Annabeth's hand. Oh. Clarice says that Tantalus expelled them for eternity. Well, damn. Extreme. And we find out that Ares, her dad, gave her the ship. Wait, Mr. D said that if any of them show their face at camp again, he'll turn them into squirrels and then run him, run them over with his SUV. Yeah, well, I, I just, I'm just not sure how much. I don't really want to give the guy airtime at this oh, point. Oh, Mr. D's a really good character. Is he? Okay. Yeah. So Ares gave Clarice the ship. Yeah. Percy tells Annabeth Luke might be after the fleece too. Annabeth tells Clarice that they have to combine forces. Clarice not keen on this. No. She... she wants the glory for herself. Which is sort of fair enough. Well, we find out Maybe a bit more by in a sec, you. don't we? Clarice didn't manage to convince anyone to come on the quest with her. That's really sad. I was like, oh, Percy says Tantalus is setting her up to fail. Clarice is like, no, I don't care what the Oracle... What did the Oracle tell her? Did the Oracle tell her she was going to fail? It's just all really sad. Yeah. Percy has another dream of Grover. We see the Cyclops catching Grover, unravelling his wedding train and being like, aha, aha, and dragging him out of the cave. And you think, oh, no, this doesn't look good for Grover. No. And he has to move a lot of boulders around to get through yeah. the cave. And then the Cyclops takes him outside. There's loads of sheep. And sure enough, the golden fleece is hanging on an enormous oak tree. And dun, dun, dun. the Cyclops says, this Polyphemus says, yes, yeah, see over there, fleece is the prize of my collection. Stole it from heroes long ago, and ever since, free food. Satyrs come from all over the world, like moss to the flame. Satyrs good eating and now and you'll think oh no mm -hmm. uh, and then he turns out he was just sort of showing off well and that wasn't really relevant yeah. to this little trip uh, he, he she is a sheep for his wife. and gives wool to grover and says put that on the spinning wheel magic cannot be unraveled poor honey pie bad weaver poor ha -ha. Honey pie. <laughs> not to worry solve problem yeah finish wedding train by tomorrow i feel like grover keeps getting lucky here yeah <laughs> Um, and then he decides to try to ask some actually strategic questions. Yeah, for Percy's benefit. He asks what's to stop someone attacking the island and walking right up to the cave. Wifey's scared. So cute. So cute. Not to worry. Polyphemus has state-of-the-art security system. Have to get through my pets. Not quite sure what those are. Because there aren't... I mean, there's the sheep. Mm. That's it. Vague. And then they would have to get through me. Fair. Anyway, Percy wakes up. Well, who what? No, hang on. What are those pets? I'm trying to think if I remember anything from the myths, but I'm not sure I do. Unless the sheep turn into, like, monster mutant sheep, which could do, I suppose. Mm. But, hmm, interesting. Yeah, Percy wakes up to a zombie ghost guy telling him they're approaching the entrance to the Sea of Monsters, which is all 
the fast travel going on once they're on these boats is mm -hmm. crazy. Yep. Percy senses a familiar presence nearby and feels like picking a fight. So of I course, wanted to punch a dead confederate. He spies Clarice talking to an image of Ares, yeah. my least favourite Olympian. And this is just kind of horrible, this scene, yeah. to be honest. We see Ares bullying his daughter. He says she's pathetic and she's all like, I'll succeed, I'll make you proud. Ares is like, I don't care what the Oracle said. Uh, you will succeed and if you don't, and he raises his fist to her. Mm -hmm. And um, it's all just a bit tragic and it explains why Clarice is... Yeah. Sad. Percy's worried about it as well. The ship speeds up. Tyson says, too much strain on the pistons, not made for deep water. <clears throat> Tyson's great, isn't he? Oh, he knows his stuff. Yeah. They're sailing between Charybdis and Scylla because it's the only way into the Sea of Monsters. There's a, there's a bit of debate there whether mm -hmm. it is the only way into the Sea of Monsters because Jason sailed through, uh, like, I can't remember what they're called. There were some rocks that, like, crashed together. It's like a... The crashing rock. Oh, is it called that? It reminded me of those, um, the gates to the metro in Barcelona. I know this is like <laughs> an odd, odd reference for those of you that haven't been. But they have those like swinging. We've just been to Barcelona. It, it, they scared me. That's what, that's what it Should made me think of. what they are? Yeah, go on. So you walk, you just have to sort of, you put your ticket through the thing and then you walk towards them and they open and close like quite quickly around you. Like they're, mo they're obviously motion. But like sideways, like scissors or like yeah. a... So it's feel, you felt like you were going to get chopped in half, didn't you? Yeah. You did not like it. And it happened pretty fast. Yeah. It was pretty scary. Didn't uh, see anyone get chopped in half. No. I sort of feel like maybe I was worrying about nothing. But anyway, yeah. that's what this bit made me think of. Yeah. Anyway, Clarice says that she can't blow rocks apart with her cannons, but she can blow monsters apart. And that's Ooh. her reasoning. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. We find out that Charybdis sucks up the sea and spits it out again. And Scylla just grabs and eats sailors if they get too close. Yeah. Percy says choose Scylla because he's got his sword and he's like, swish, swish. No, well, he says everyone goes below deck and we'll chug right past. And Clarice is like, no, no. idiot. Clarice wants to be a hero She'll because just take the whole ship up. has just wound her up. Well, also, she has actually given it some thought. Yeah. She's made a plan and these guys are like, well, let's just do something else. And she's like, no, idiots, because this is something that you haven't thought about. And they're like, uh... I've, I see, I saw a lot of the stuff in this chapter as Clarice acting a bit rashly and ignoring a lot of advice because of the pressure Ares is putting her under. Oh, I saw this very much as Percy and Annabeth come fresh out of nowhere, having snuck off after Clarice was given the quest instead of them in a, in a mood, which is obviously how it seemed to the rest of camp. And then Clarice has, you know, rescued them from the Hydra and they've come aboard like, well, let's do it like this. Let's do it like this. And she's like, well, no, because I've thought about it. We're not going to do that because I haven't got the weapons to do this. And then we're not going to do that because then she'll just pick up the whole boat. We're going to do this because I can shoot her. It is our best chance. Shut the hell up. I just, I think, I think the reason she's being antagonistic is, yes, because they're there and because she doesn't want them to take over and this was meant to be her quest. But I think it's more about impressing her father. And I think particularly yeah. when Tyson starts coming up with, like, sensible things and it clearly knows more that you know I, I just think a good captain is one who can listen to advice i think she does listen to advice i think that we have different opinions on clarice okay and yours are probably more appropriate for the point in the story we're at okay annabeth suggests that percy try to calm the water but he can't uh annabeth says that none of this is going to work they need a backup plan and tyson says she's right the engines aren't any good. Pressure, pistons need fixing. At that point, they enter the whirlpool and the whole boat lurches forward. 
Uh, Clarice calls full reverse and make ready the cannons. And the zombie sailor, his beard is on fire, runs up through the doors and is like, the boiler room is overheating, ma'am. I put in brackets, Tyson would be useful. See, I'm, I'm not just mm-hmm. a pretty face. Prepare yourself for death, one of the sailors shouts. <laughs> and Tyson's like, no, I can fix it. Be right back. <laughs> First he sees Charybdis emerge, which is enormous mouth with huge mossy teeth the size of rowboats and braces. Yep. Which is a fun detail. How and why and who. I need the like orthodontic monster information here. I've written down the quote because it made me laugh. Uh, Charybdis was an orthodontist nightmare. She was nothing but a huge black moor with bad teeth alignment and a serious overbite. And she'd done nothing for centuries but eat without brushing after meals. Oh, bless. Uh, Clarice calls for them to fire the guns into the moor and one of them hits one of the elastic bands on the braces and fires right back at them. Yikes. That's funny. Good, good comic moment. Then the engine gets stronger and steadier and they start pulling away. Yeah. Tyson did it. Yeah. What a legend that Cyclops is. Yeah. Clarice says, wait, we need to stay close, which is bonkers. So the whole plan is... Just trying to impress her dad. Oh, we just That's all this is. No, I just, just want to do something heroic. Break. Okay, it's we're fine. We're allowed to disagree. Uh, suddenly the sea dies to calm. For a brief moment yeah. of respite, you're like, ah, oh, everything is fine. Nice and then it explodes break. again. Yeah. Because um, after she sucked it all back up, what did yeah, she do? spits it out yeah. again. Yeah, it ejects everything, including uh, like cannonballs, which start hitting the ship. And the next thing you know, they're spinning out of control towards the cliffs. The ship is also about to blow. Yeah, another sailor's come out like, Yee, guys! <laughs> Looking bad down there. Tyson is just about holding it together somehow, because he's a legend. He is a legend. The captain says, we have to abandon ship. Yep. We have no choice. The hull is already cracking apart. And then something brown and green comes and snatches him. Yikes, they have not been looking at where they've been going. Just leaving his boots. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's Scylla. Oh my god. Percy gets riptide out and tries to swipe, but he's just too slow. Yeah. And She's like, yoink. They can't go below deck to avoid her because it's on fire. Yeah, they're in a real they are. pickle, it's, aren't they? Everything is, this is kind of setting up a big, oh god, how are they going to get out of this one? Yep. Uh, and the lifeboats will never get clear of the cliffs. Annabeth says they can get the thermos mm-hmm. for the lifeboats to try and like, get them away. Percy says they can't leave Tyson uh, and said so that he'll go, he'll go and get him. He runs for the boiler room hatch and then is flying straight up in the air. Yeah. How does that happen? Scylla's got him. Yeah. Just grabbed him. By the backpack. He manages to jab his sword into her eye. And yeah, he just sort of so starts flinging it around behind him like, yee! And as he falls up, the ship just blows up beneath oh, him. Oh, God. And he's like, Tyson! Interesting. Not, you know, the, all the others are have they got onto the lifeboat at that point? I don't know if Ter- Percy's seen them get onto the lifeboat. The lifeboats had managed to get away from the ship is yeah. literally the next line. Yeah, so Percy's first thought there is is for Tyson, not not Annabeth. Well, he was going to get or... Tyson from the yeah. engine room, and they were like, he that's knew true. that's where they were going to escape. The lifeboats had got away a bit, but not far from like the flying, burning wreckage that's going everywhere, mm. which is a bit scary. Then the thermos is opened too far, scattering the lifeboats and lifting Percy high up into the air again and away. And he eventually hits the water with a crash. And the last thing he remembers is sinking in a burning sea, knowing that Tyson is gone forever and wishing he was able to drown. And I put, is Tyson gone? Because, like, I don't see why. He's fireproof. Is he explosion proof? Explosions are just fire. And also, like, they were all on the ship when it exploded. Like, I don't... I feel like I'm just not that worried. Big cliffhanger, though. Also, where is Percy? Like, where did he end up? Where are the others? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Is everyone Okay. You're looking at me like Tyson's not okay. 
which would actually upset me a lot because if if this would just be a, quite a bad way to write out a character because it's just really offhand and not given any attention really like the fact that i don't really know what happened or if anything happened says that if it was meant to be an emotional moment it wasn't handled very well but so no i i think tyson will turn up again also um worst case he's a monster right and they don't die pretty much is what we've learned okay no it's true so he's gonna just reform at some point well he'll just be down in tartarus they'll just go pick him up that's what that's what happens, right? That's what happened with Medusa. That's why she died several times. Mm-hmm. That's what that's basically the the moral justification for them murdering all these monsters is that is actually that they don't die. If someone good cared about them, they could go down to Tartarus and just pick them up again. Yeah, well, they they just come back by themselves eventually, don't they? Yeah. Okay. But that's that's how we get away with all the slaughtering in the kids' book. Yeah. Why aren't you saying anything? I don't know. This is, that's all my notes. Sinking in a burning sea is very poetic. Sinking in a burning sea. Oh yeah, I like that. What do you think of this chapter? Well, certainly this kind of like end montage sequence, like all the dramatic stuff. I, you know that I like the fast paced stuff. Mm. I think that it's really good at showing how a situation can go from calm to like, oh my God, in minutes. Yeah. And how chaotic it can be. And it's just a really good way to, I think that it's easy to visualise. I can like see the scene play out in my head. And I always feel like I can't read it fast enough because I'm like, oh my God, what's happening now? And I just think that it's all like, although Clarice had a plan, they've sort of quickly steered this boat, which wasn't built for the situation, into a situation where there are like, so the boat is breaking, there's two enemies, and so they've gone for one, which has made the the boat break worse, and it's thrown them out next to the other, and it's all just a bit like, ah! And I just think that that's quite apt for like the Sea of Monsters and... Yeah for hero stories. Yeah, it's certainly very dramatic. And I enjoy it a lot. And I think that there's lots of interesting character bits and bobs here and there. I think that it's hard for me. I can't, I'm like restraining myself from giving (laughs) you a proper opinion because I know more more. stuff. Yeah. And it's not fair. No, I understand. Yeah, it is like, oh, you do pick a cliffhanger to end on. I know. I struggled a bit with this whole sequence just because... I wasn't quite sure what it was trying to do. Yeah. I struggled to picture it as well. Oh. And also the whole thing with Tyson, I, I was just left a bit confused. Yeah. Because it was so throwaway, which is why I probably feel like he's fine. I don't know. I, I think the middle chapter is the strongest of this section. For me. <laughs> the donut chapter. Yeah, the, the, the donut chapter. Yeah. If we ignore the whole bit about the chains. Yeah. <laughs> which is ridiculous. <laughs> Cool. Good. That is all my notes. Yeah, me And my too. last note is cliffhangers are cray cray. My last note is Tyson's sad face. Oh. Is Tyson dead? I'm not going to tell you. You keep acting like Tyson's actually dead. And I didn't think he was before we started this podcast. Mm. And now I might be getting sad. Shall we Tyson's like the best character. Next week. Like, I'm not sure I'm going to... We should carry on this podcast if Tyson dies. Well, if there's not a new episode out, everyone, you'll know that Will's had a mental breakdown. This is the Tyson podcast. What are, you, what are you saying to me? Surely Tyson would have like a big epic death scene where everyone would say an emotional goodbye and it would be like heart-wrenching and then you wouldn't even be able to do this podcast for ages because you'd be like crying for too much and I'd be like, Bethany, it's okay, it's a book. And and it's not that. So that makes me feel like it's either bad writing or he's fine. So which one is it? <laughs> so next week, <laughs> we're going to read another three chapters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, moving on. Um, <laughs> Which three chapters are we reading then? Chapter 12. 
I guess. Yeah, the next three. 12, what? 13, 14. 12, 13, 14, yep. Yeah. With Percy Jackson and the Sea of Monsters. With Percy Jackson and the Sea of Monsters. I'm excited. Yes. No, uh, so another three. There's 20 chapters all in, aren't we? So we'll yeah. do another sort of three episodes on this. Well. Yeah. Yeah, it's all kind of coming to a head. They're, they're in the Sea of Monsters. So I'm hoping they're going to go rescue Grover and all will come right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I'm not quite sure where this story's going. I don't really know what Luke's up to I'm other really than trying to reform. It could all be just a, a Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix lift. Imagine. We'll find out. You've got to retrieve your own prophecy, Percy Potter. <laughs> <laughs> blood of the half-blood unwillingly given. <laughs> um, anyway. The Titan Lord shall rise again. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make uh, Luke Peter Pettigrew? Yeah, yeah, Luke is Peter Pettigrew in this story for sure. Aww. Yeah, Wormtail. Wormtail. <laughs> anyway. Thank you so much for joining us on our bookish odyssey. Yes. Please follow our Instagram page, which is at Percy and Beyond. Oh, we got a nice message on Instagram, didn't we? we? Did. I think it was an anonymous one. It was it anonymous. Was just someone saying that they really enjoyed enjoyed the podcast so that's nice oh it makes my heart so happy when yeah liking it's it. really kind when you guys reach out to us and tell us things like that do get in touch if you want to chat about anything percy jackson where no can spoilers. They, where can they email us percy and beyond at gmail.com yep or as you said message us on instagram at percy and beyond yes and you should definitely follow us on instagram if you want updates on when we're going to be posting or if we're going to be skipping a week because we're really busy um because we'll post it on there and it'll be easier for all of us yes do we'll try and keep keep the updates on there so that you guys know what's going on and there's some little reels so you can see what we actually look like yeah <laughs> yeah we're trying to get get some more people in to listen to the podcast if you like the podcast do consider leaving us a review on your podcast platform of choice whether that's spotify or apple podcasts or any of them uh, it does really help us reach a wider audience and yeah, and we get, love it. We want to build a little community and it, it's great. Us. Yeah, that too. Thanks so much for your support, guys. And uh, we're looking forward to continuing on with the Sea of Monsters. So until next time... Be a bad cow. Be a bad cow. <laughs> Bye. Bye.